0: Hey, friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Micah McCurry, your host, and I greatly appreciate the fact that I get to fellowship with you through this radio program today. Let me encourage you. To go, if you need Bible tracks, if you need gospel tracks, go to bibletracksinc.org. Every Christian, I believe, should use and should have gospel tracks on their person. Today had a kind of a different morning. Today, but I would made sure to grab my Tracked wallet. I've got some gospel tracks in here. I've got some different ones in here. I've got He Is Not Here. I'm actually going to talk about that one today. I've got a would be suicide. I've got what God wants every. Want to know? I've got The Warrior. I actually gave one of The Warrior. It's a great gospel track for law enforcement, for veterans, for fire, for people like that. Uh, I gave one of those to a police officer I met not too long ago. It's, let's see, it was earlier this week. Yeah. And um, so, anyway, carry gospel tracks with you. And a great place to get them is BibleTracksInc.org. I have here a gospel track called He Is Not Here. It's a great Easter gospel track, Resurrection Sunday Celebration gospel track. And you say, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, that's that's a while off. In reality, it's not too far. What do we got? We're in uh, towards the end of January. So February. March and then early April so we're barely what two and a half months something like that and realize there's shipping times there's fulfillment times all that type of stuff we try and we normally do to get Gospel Tracks out the door pretty quickly but let me encourage you to go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some of these today if you'd like them in time to distribute before Easter. He is not here go to BibleTracksInc.org and you can get some of that Gospel Tracked today. I've been mentioning a couple of different books on the broadcast this week that have been a help to me. And I'm going to mention a, a book today called The Christian Incomplete Armor the Christian in complete armor written by, and I really hope I'm not mispronouncing this, William Grinnell. William Grinnell. Uh, He was a Puritan way back in the day. John Newton actually said this. He was the converted slave trader who wrote Amazing Grace. So someone whose name you might know, realize John Newton died in 1807. So it kind of tells you where this book was written. He says this, If I might read only one book, Beside the Bible, I would choose the Christian in complete armor. Now that's a pretty strong uh, pretty strong recommendation there. This particular book, it's actually, what I have is a three volume set. This was, I believe, if I recall correctly from reading the Ford, it was a one massive set. And this is kind of the abridgment of it because this was, actually no I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading right here. It was first published in three volumes in 1655, 1658 and 1662 and uh, I'm reading a reprinted version from like 2009 or so but I encourage you this is such a great it's one of those ones I can only read about if I get through a whole page I'm doing pretty well But it just so smites me. It just so convicts me and uh, encourages me to be a Christian in complete armor, to raise the level of righteousness, the spiritual level, my spiritual maturity, my spiritual temperature, my walk with God. That's a good one for you to consider. And, of course, I I was just talking about volume one. There's volume two and volume three. Uh, Oh, my. they're, They're good stuff. Now, we're in the book of Mark today. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. We are still in Mark chapter number one. Lord willing, in the near future we will get to Mark chapter two. Well actually kind of making it one verse per day, which is a great blessing. We're not getting too bogged down. And once we get to some of the, uh, the stories, the accounts, uh, uh Jesus, uh, calming the sea of Galilee and Jesus with a maniac of Gadara and things like that, we'll progress just a little bit faster because we'll probably take those stories in chunks and knock out multiple verses at one time. Mark chapter number one, are you there? If you're not, you can just listen as I read aloud. Mark chapter 1, we'll read verse 1 down through verse number 7, all right? Verse number 7 will kind of be our text for today. But Mark chapter 1 and verse number 1, the Bible says this, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight." John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of repentance for or because of the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of a skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey." Now John, as we talked about yesterday, was a little bit of a peculiar personality. We talked about in verse number five that he was a popular person, but that popularity does not equal the touch of God. Though John most certainly had the touch of God on his life, we talked back in verse number four, uh, see verse number four about a potential problem with uh, thinking that baptism is required for the remission of sins, but we explain that that word for towards the end of the verse in modern English vernacular could, to our understanding, I should say, we'd probably say because of. I use the illustration that if I got a speeding ticket, ho- hopefully I won't, but if I got a speeding ticket and I said, I got a speeding, I got a ticket for speeding. Does that mean I got a ticket so that I can go over the speed limit? No, what I mean is I got a ticket because of. I was speeding. And so understand that's what we mean when we're talking about what what the Bible, I should say, means in verse number four. And all the way on back, we talked verse number one of the purpose of the book of Mark. Now we're in verse number seven in this book of Mark, verse number seven of chapter number one and preached saying, John preached saying, there cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. And if you're looking for the word that starts with the letter P today, you are in luck because we're going to talk about our power. We preach Christ. Now realize, of course, the power bank the power the the what we plug into as Christians to to suffice us to not only satiate us to satisfy us but to allow us to overcome the difficulties of the world the difficulties of the flesh difficulties of the devil the power for salvation and every other is Jesus Christ and of course the word of God and John is making mention of this John knew That the power of the gospel, coincidentally enough, this is a core value of Bible Tracks Incorporated, the power of the gospel is in the word and not the worker. Now, who is the word? Well, let's go to John chapter one for just a moment. I know we're going through the book of Mark, but go to John chapter number one with me. Let's see here, find it. John chapter one says this. Verse number one, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word, And the word was with God, and the word was God. Who is this word we're talking about? Oh, if you guessed Jesus, you'd be correct. The same was in the beginning with God. These are some of the verses that help us develop the doctrine of Jesus Christ being Co equal with God and realize Jesus was not created by God. Jesus was not the creation uh, or something that came after God the Father. No, he is co equal with God, regardless of what some cults will say. You only have to read John chapter 1, verse number 1 and 2 to get that. But the same was in the beginning with God. Oh, in verse number 1, the word was God. There's no, uh, I don't understand how you can make bones about that. That is what it says, what it says. Verse number 3, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Does that sound like anyone you know? Jesus Christ, I hope you know him. Well, the power of the gospel is in The Word. we're not just talking about the physical 66 books of the Bible I'm holding in my hand. We're talking also about the Word. Capital W. Jesus Christ. So flip back over to the book of Mark, chapter number one. And preach. This is John. Verse number seven. Saying, there cometh one mightier than I after me. And then get this. John says, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. He's saying, I'm not, in our modern terms, I'm not worthy to untie his shoes. John must have understood, uh, go to book of Romans chapter 1, the book of Romans. John understood that he was not the end-all be-all. He was popular, yes. I think we saw that, what, in verse number five. He had many throngs of people that came to him, many people that were baptized after accepting what he preached, meaning that people needed to accept the forthcoming Christ, the future coming Christ, and get saved. But he understood that there cometh one after me, mightier than I. Romans chapter one, in verse number 16, the Bible says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The power of God. What is the power of God? The gospel of Christ. John was just a truth teller. John was just a messenger. John was just a Harold John was just a newsboy. He was just one of those young men back in the, the early 1900s and whatnot that stood out there and would hold up a newspaper, extra, extra, read all about it. That was John the Baptist, and he understood it. Even though Jesus said about him that he was one of the greatest men to ever walk the earth, he understood that Jesus was far greater. I ask you today. Do you realize your place in God's economy? Please understand, I'm not putting you down today. I'm not saying you're not you're unworthy or worthless. No, Jesus died for you. But do you understand what our job is? Our job is to take gospel tracks just like the one I mentioned at the beginning of this program. And our job is to tell people, not just through gospel tracts, that's just a tool, one tool. But our job is to tell others about the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ because the power of the gospel is in the word. We're supposed to tell the words. That's why this book is so important. Don't, don't try to necessarily, I don't, I'm not opposed necessarily to paraphrasing scripture and, and, and explaining it in modern terms. But there's something powerful about this book here. Now, let me encourage you, just like there are people in the background of this recording working out there at BTI, working on some different projects and different things, and we're putting tracks in boxes, and I'm so thankful for that. But can I tell you, we need people like you to partner with us for the sake of the gospel to tell a lost without Christ and dying world about him. Let me encourage you. If you have questions about what I talked about today or maybe you want to tell me how you use Gospel Tracks, text me at 309-316-7240. Again, I'll give it to you slow. 309-316-7240. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for his glory and God bless.